There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on and having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Being prepared is all about having the right tools. The OnX off-road map and navigation app is the best fully functional GPS when you're out of service. Offline maps allow you to access all interactive land and trail data and custom map markups when you're out of service. Your phone's internal GPS gives you full navigation capabilities offline, so you'll always know where you are and how to get home safely. Go to onxmaps.com and use code MEATEATER to get 20% off your membership today. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newharth, and today we're joined by Brody Henderson, Chester Floyd, Randall Williams, Colin Fopma, Tressa Croker, Max Barda, and Roman Schnobrick. Roman, this is your first time on the show. Tell folks what you do here at Meat Eater. I am the community coordinator, so I get to monitor our general inbox and answer questions all day. How many emails a day? I would say usually around 100. Man, it's a mix. lot to keep up with. Social media DMs keep me entertained too, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially Steve's. Yeah. And, and Roman, uh, I always announce on the podcast when you're sending a question to the show, send it to trivia at com. but people still fail to listen. And then they, sell the, they send the email to you instead, to which you need to forward to the trivia inbox. How often does that happen? Probably about every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> it used to be significantly worse, but our, our listeners um, have learned. And so I'm going, to, I'm going to quit harping on where you need to send the email. I'll try to tell you just once or twice an episode <laughs> instead of four or five times. Um, but for Roman's sake, stop sending the emails there. Please send them to trivia at com. And people should know that Roman's the man. <laughs> Go on. He's just the man. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Roman yeah. is in a Kenyan Noble commercial that's been airing for about the last six months. Really? Oh, yeah. So many times. I'm big is that cable. your side gig? <laughs> <laughs> Got a hustle going on? Uh-huh. It shows him building out uh, his very own storage system in his pickup, riding mountain bikes, camping, right? 
So my buddy's grandpa actually built that for me. I just oh, had you breakfast have to with tell him us this morning. That. Okay. <laughs> he said you should continue lying to people. Uh-huh. <laughs> tell them you built it. Yeah, Roman the man. Now this is a ten round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters Four Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate five hundred dollars to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. For the stat of the week this week, we're looking at the number one hundred sixty. That's how many hours a professional fact checker spent on the board game to ensure that all of the questions are clear and accurate. This fact checker has edited best-selling books and award-winning magazines and put me through the ringer. Oh, Phil, my computer is going wild here. Okay, we're back. Sorry. You just want me to power through? Uh, if, if, if that's okay with you, yeah. it'd be wonderful. This fact checker has edited best-selling books and award-winning magazines and put me through the ringer so that we could create the best product possible. And as we'll discuss in a little bit, sometimes I need that second set of eyes. I was just going to ask, why don't you have him start doing a little fact-checking before these games? Yeah, well, no arguments. It's, it's a her, Brody. Sorry, oh. sorry. It's her. a her. Uh, she costs money. Um. So that's why best and, and product it, possible, Spencer. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, there. There you go. You're not getting quite the best product possible with this show, <laughs> but close to it. We're, we're just one fact checker short. Now here's our zero percenter question of the week, which tests how much knowledge players have retained from previous shows. This question was from episode 433. The topic was conservation, and nobody got it right. What Great Lake City created an ecological disaster in 1986 when they released 1.5 million balloons in an attempt to set a world record? Cleveland. Cleveland is right. That's your home state, Randall. What year were you born? 1986. Oh, okay. So do you have like um, any childhood memories about people talking about that event going down? None. I learned of it first at this very table. Really? Yeah, okay. you yeah. should you should go home and ask folks. Cleveland. I was a transplant to Ohio though, uh, so I only where? I arrived in '94 oh, from okay. uh, outside of D.C., Northern Virginia. Mm. Cleveland's mm-hmm. home to a lot of ecological disasters. <laughs> <laughs> now the is. correct answer was Cleveland. The incorrect answers given were Toledo, Chicago, and Green Bay. And we have a lot of housekeeping to get to because listeners took issue with three questions from episode 471. Some of their corrections were warranted and some of them were not. Let's start with question five from that game, which was, quote, this national park in Virginia is the closest national park to Washington, D.C. The correct answer was Shenandoah, but about a dozen listeners wrote in saying this was wrong. They were arguing on behalf of answers like Great Falls Park, Manassas National Battlefield, Prince William Forest Park, and Arlington Cemetery. Now, all of these places are managed by the Park Service, but that doesn't make them one of the country's 63 national parks. And if you were using that logic, then you'd have to consider places like the the Washington Monument, the National Mall, and the White House itself, which all sit on property that are owned by the National Park Service. So Shenandoah is staying correct. Fantastic. Next up is question six, which was, quote, this medication, which Donald Trump said cured his COVID-19, can be used to kill ticks that live on moose. The correct answer was ivermectin, but the question itself was inaccurate. Here's why. Donald Trump didn't take ivermectin. The Washington Post article I was referencing for that question said that, quote, Donald Trump supporters are crediting ivermectin with curing COVID-19. But I made an error in saying that Donald Trump himself took it, which was wrong. So we're throwing that question out because of my mistake. 
And finally, we'll talk about question seven, which was, quote, the official prime meridian which separates the hemispheres and establishes time zones is located in this country. The correct answer was England, but about two dozen listeners wrote in saying this was incomplete and they were right. Here's why. <clears throat> it was flawed. Here's why it was flawed, and we're throwing out the question. As many listeners pointed oh. out, the way it was worded would also allow for answers like France, Spain, Algeria, Ghana, and more. Now, I remind you that this question was sent by Steve, with whom I argued that it was a bad question, but he insisted <laughs> otherwise. So all this is say, all of this is to say that I get things wrong, and I hate it when I get things wrong, and that's why we hired the independent fact checker for the board game. Her 160 hours spent critiquing my questions were as valuable as our listeners who do the same. Now, when you say you throw a question out, mm-hmm. are are you did, going back to change the results of those games? And it didn't change the result of that game. Well, it, specifically. It, it would change the result of the game if you didn't throw out <laughs> the question that I got right and you threw out the question mm. that Seth got right. Look at the memory on you, Randall. Oh, I, yeah. Because I, I, I had to go back to look at this and that's <laughs> the exact Are scenario. Are you surprised that Randall remembers every single I, detail? Yes, I that's remember why this, he does so well. I, re- yes. I remember this game very well. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of many uh, mm-hmm. last-minute catastrophes <laughs> on my recent record. You yeah. probably remember all the ones I get wrong too. Mm-hmm. I do remember those. Yeah. <laughs> now, Brody, you asked why we don't have the fact checker for this game. Our listeners are the fact checker. They all, all of them, do the fact checking for me. It's a fall, flawed process when it happens. Kind of a after delay the there, show. Spencer. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of a delay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll just count on them to to keep me on my toes. Now, the Shelby Index for today's round is a four, so our winners should get eight correct answers. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Question one, the topic is mountain men. This will be multiple choice, and this first great question comes to us via Chad Benson. Country artist Johnny Horton wrote a song in 1960 dedicated to this mountain man. Is it Jim Bridger, Hugh Glass, Grizzly Adams, or John Coulter? Can we hear the song? After this, I will play the song for you. For now, though, you need to tell me Country artist Johnny Horton wrote a song in 1960 dedicated to this mountain man. Choices are Jim Bridger, Hugh Glass, Grizzly Adams, John Coulter. Chester, can I trouble you for? No, you don't. You don't get a new marker. (laughs) (laughs) Brody or Chester? Can we help out Randall? Some markers right here. I'm getting nothing here. Uh, Thank you. Does anybody know this, or is everybody guessing? Guess for me. Guess. What a song it is. Did you start researching artist. that, that uh, next audio book yet, Randall? Not yet. This could be part of, part of your research. Country artist Johnny Horton wrote a song in 1960 dedicated to this mountain man. Jim Bridger, Hugh Glass, Grizzly Adams, John Coulter. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin saying John Coulter. Roman saying Grizzly Adams. Tressa saying John Coulter. Max saying Grizzly Adams. Randall saying Grizzly Adams. Chester saying John Coulter. 
Brody Sang, John Coulter. Nobody got it. The oh. correct answer was Jim Bridger. Mm. Shoot. That song was on the album Johnny Horton Makes History. Here is one minute <laughs> wait, of it. Wait, before we play this, Spencer, mm-hmm. yep. can you explain to these people who Grizzly Adams is? No, go ahead and explain. He he like he had a grizzly that he trained, right? But he spent some time. It was like some seventy, some tacky seventies television show. Was he even a mountain man? He was a real mountain man. He was. Yeah, and was he it like guy on a buffalo. He was around that during the so mountain funny. man wow. era. I just lo- and then I did not real. I thought it was all fake. And then I think post mountain man era is when he trained a grizzly um, that he entertained folks with. Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Phil, take it away. He spoke with General Custer and said, listen, yellow hair, the Sioux are a great nation, so treat them fair and square. Sit in on their war council, don't laugh away their pride. But Custer didn't listen, at little bighorn Custer died. Let's drink to old Jim Bridger. song. Yes, as long as there's a USA, don't let his memory die. Can you turn it up a little, Phil? He was making history, never once occurred to him. But I doubt if we'd have been here if it weren't for men like Jim. So this is a concept album of, of people making history? He explains history. What's uh, the Battle of New Orleans? I feel like that's maybe the most famous song from that mm. album. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Johnny Horton, and it's him telling you about a historical lesson. And Chester, he was a famous artist at the time. Sure, I think so. I'm, I'm just asking. Chester, have you played any Johnny Horton ever? I have not, but I was just going to say, maybe I go home and give that a, a pick. Oh, yeah. Question two. You know what? That would be a great cover because nobody would know it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's, you wrote exactly. it. Chester original. You would think I wrote it again. Mm-hmm. Question like two. Song. The topic is gear. REI made national headlines in 2022 when they announced that they'd never be open on this day again. Now, I'm not looking for, like, a, a day of the week, like, if this question was about Chick-fil-A, right? The answer would be Sunday, but it's not that kind of question. REI made national headlines in 2022 when they announced that they'd never be open on this day again. Confident Brody and Randall and Chester, rest of the room, is thinking. The topic is gear REI made national headlines in 2022 when they announced that they'd never be open on this day again. Brody, do you know this one? Mm. We're going to find out. I think so. I think we're waiting on this side of the table. Tress is ready with her answer. Colin Colin Roman Max or not. Is everybody good? I think so. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin saying Arbor Day, Roman saying Earth Day, Tressa saying 4th of July, Max saying Earth Day, Randall saying Black Friday, Chester saying Christmas, Brody saying Thanksgiving. The correct answer is Black Friday. Damn it, Randall. Randall got it right. 
Ooh. REI first decided in 2015 that they wouldn't be open on Black Friday. This became an annual announcement until 2022 when they officially said they'd never open on Black Friday again. Instead, they called it an opt-out side day, encouraging their employees to spend time with friends and family outdoors. And hop on the internet and buy some shit. Roman, I like <laughs> Just not from them. <laughs> Question three, the topic is fishing. The International Eel Pout Festival was held for 40 consecutive years on Leech Lake in this state. The whole room is confident except for Tressa. Here's the question again. The International Eel Pout Festival was held for 40 consecutive years on Leech Lake in this state. Brody, what's the matter? It's too easy. Too easy. I, I love it. <laughs> You've I, been there? I love the easy ones. Have yeah. you been there to this event? Oh, let's I'm not the chit chat. I'm not, not saying. <laughs> Quick answers. Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin saying Minnesota, Roman saying Minnesota, Tressa saying Michigan. The rest of the room says Minnesota. They got it. The correct answer was Minnesota. The International Eel Pout Festival was an annual gathering in Walker, Minnesota from 1979 to 2019. It's taken a bit of a hiatus, but rumors are swirling that the event might return in 2024. The festival attracted a crowd of 10,000 visitors each year who showed up to party and fish. Max, what do you know about the International Eel Pout Festival? Uh, it's... Basically a straight-up party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fishing is like a side yeah. activity. Yeah, fishing's like a side, a side gig, and there's thousands and thousands of people on the ice at once, and it's definitely a sight to see. Yeah, and I think they shut it down because it became like maybe too much of a party, mm -hmm. and uh, people were leaving too much of a mess. Yeah, big maybe time. Maybe it'll come back. Is it like a music festival, but for... Fisher they have music yeah, pretty there. much. <laughs> sure, you can There's call live it a music, music festival. Yeah. Sounds like sturgeon spearing on Lake Winnebago. It does sound like that. Question not gonna shut that four. <laughs> the topic was hunting. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Sam Crowthers for sending this great question. Sam is going to get a book signed by Steve. This animal that's native to the Middle East has been nicknamed the devil bird by hunters. Topic is hunting. This animal that's native to the Middle East has been nicknamed the devil bird by hunters. We have a confident Brody and Randall. The rest of the room, not so much. Brody, do you know this one? Yes. Randall, do you know this one? I believe so. This animal that's native to the Middle East has been nicknamed the devil bird by hunters. Now, Brody didn't like how easy that last one is. Do you I think, think this <laughs> one's too easy also. Okay. Well, two of you have come up with answers. Do you think our listeners from, say, Georgia or Oklahoma would know where Leech Lake is? Yeah. Come on. No. Not as obvious. <laughs> not as It's not as obvious as you're saying. Eel Pout and Leech Lake. Sure. Like, I feel like there's a lot of info there. And, like, yeah, forget it. <laughs> few more folks coming up with an answer. Max, do you have this one right? I don't know. I'm thinking about the guys that, like, ride horses. and. Okay. This animal that's native to the Middle East has been nicknamed the devil bird by hunters. Is everybody ready? 
go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin saying Raven, Roman saying Raven, Tressa saying Roadrunner, Max saying Golden Eagle, Randall saying Chucker, Chester saying Turkey Vulture, Brody saying Chucker. The correct <sighs> answer is Chucker. What? Brody and Randall got it right. I was thinking of those guys that like use the eagles to hunt. Falconers? No. Why like, is it, it the uh, devil the, bird? Uh, it's hard to hunt. They live in like super steep rocky terrain. Hmm. Chucker like, were given like this Canyon nickname. Like sure. A famous Chucker hunt. Chucker were given this experience. nickname because of what a hellish chase it is to kill one. They spend most of their time in steep rocky country that resembles their native range. Chucker were introduced to the U.S. from Pakistan in 1893. Huh. Spencer, I just thought it was too easy because Randall got it right. Too. Okay. And nobody else got <laughs> yeah, it right. Behind you. I liked that one because I got it right and I learned something. Oh, what'd you learn? I didn't know From the Pakistan. bird's origins. Yeah. I oh, just yeah. knew the devil bird. So From the thank you, Spencer. East. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. And Brody was right. They live in such hellish country. Hmm. Or heavenly, depending there you on go. who you are. Question five. <laughs> wow. Question Thanks, five. Thanks, the topic is cooking. There was a divine little voice there that said, wow, was that Phil? Was that you? That was me. Nice. Okay. Question five. The topic is cooking. According to Southern Living Magazine, the role of this specific ingredient is the main difference between gumbo and jambalaya. According to Southern Living Magazine, the role of this specific ingredient is the main difference between gumbo and jambalaya. Here, our Southern ignorance is showing the room is very slow to answer. They know where Leech Lake is, but they don't know the difference between gumbo and jambalaya. Hmm. Quick answer from Chester. But... Oh, but he's second guessing it. I've never even eaten either of them. Neither one, Tressa. Okay. Never tried them. Spencer, this is one that's just worded like. Oh, what, what would very, you like to change? Very difficult. Here, I'll, I'll tell you how Southern Living Magazine says. They say the main difference between gumbo and jambalaya is. So this this is worded like how they word it. Phil, what's the matter? Uh, <laughs> Nothing. I, I don't want to be mean, but I, I just saw Chester's board and it's, I thought it was funny. <laughs> what? Man, no, Phil, read it again. Phil, that in fact is mean. <laughs> you called attention to it. <laughs> hey, read, I mean, it is an ingredient. I think they use it in it. Okay. Re read it again. According to but, Southern Living no, no, Magazine, no, no. their version, the role of this specific ingredient is the main difference between gumbo and jambalaya. I don't have the quote in front of me, Brody, but the way they word it is they say the main difference between gumbo and jambalaya is, and it's the use of this ingredient. What do you got, Randall? Well, so is, is it the use or the uh, role? Yeah, that's it's like is it the presence? Is it the ingredient? Is it absence? the role of the ingredient? The, the you like it's just the answer of this question will be the ingredient. That's what I'm looking One for. ingredient is you, is you this is like you have an ingredient that is in gumbo that's not in jambalaya or vice versa. I'm not telling you that part. I'm telling you the role mm. of this ingredient. <laughs> Figure out the difference. So are you asking for the role of this ingredient? No, your answer should be an ingredient. Just an ingredient. If you thought the answer was Mountain Dew, you would write Mountain Dew. The, the question is, is flawed. It? It's okay. completely flawed. Okay. The way you've got it. Like, okay. like, so, Brody, you're, you're saying, like, let's just say it's apples. 
like like you're saying, well, the apples, the role of the apple would be different in the in the two dishes. Like oh, in, in one, it's like it's stewed for two hours, and the other one, it's sprinkled on top. Like that's kind of what you're getting at. Like because you're saying the role versus the presence of the ingredient. Sure, I guess. Like I, it's just like very hard to to get at it. Like the way it's worded, I feel like. Mm. You take it up with Southern Living magazine. Do they? Oh, yeah. Southern Living. Does everybody have you, an you answer? You know, you've had a lot of questions from Southern Living, I feel like. Mm, that's not true. Maybe here and there. Oh, all right. This is some Northern ignorance. Again, is everybody ready? Brody? Yeah. Go, if, what do you got, Chester? I was just going to say, you throw this ingredient in there, and it plays a role in making it one or the other. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin saying flour, Roman saying catfish, Tressa saying sausage, Max saying shrimp, Randall saying andouille, Chester saying sausage, Brody saying water, nobody got it. The correct answer is rice. Ooh. Oh. Both dishes have Creole and Cajun roots and similar ingredients. Gumbo is served with rice that's cooked separately, while jambalaya contains rice that's cooked in the same pot. Learn how to cook each of them. Oh Check out Danielle Pruitt's rice rabbit gumbo recipe an ingredient and Rick gumbo. Matney's venison sausage and shrimp jambalaya recipe on TheMeatEater.com. Rice is not an ingredient in gumbo. You make gumbo, then you serve it over rice. I think the question was fine. So you're, oh, you're no you're, way, okay. no way. Well, the good <laughs> news rice is, is an ingredient in jambalaya. It's not an ingredient in gumbo. The good news, nobody got it right. So we're not taking anything away from Brody if it is flawed. Well, I, it's still, I wouldn't the, have. The I would, would have never been, have put down rice because it's not an ingredient in gumbo. That's because you don't know the difference between gumbo and jambalaya. <laughs> no, it's not an ingredient in gumbo. It is not. Phil, we are halfway through our game of trivia. Oh, Give us a scoreboard question. update. <laughs> bad. We've got Tressa with zero points on the board. Roman, Colin, and Chester, and Max all have one point apiece. Nice. Brody has two, and Randall is in first place with three points. There's still a chance. There is. But this is the Randall and Brody show. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for inviting us, Spencer. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. God, that one's going to stay with me, Spencer. Brody's one question ahead of you, Max. Don't <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need another Minnesota question. Man, I'm just coming back uh, not too long ago from youth turkey season in Wisconsin. Now, last year at youth turkey season, it rained and snowed the whole time. This year at youth turkey season, it was in the 70s and even up to 80. So me and my kids are pouring it to it. And after a while, I realized they didn't drink anything all day, and they haven't drank anything all day. Well, that's why it's important to get hydrated and have something you're going to like to help you, encourage you to get hydrated. doesn't matter. Outdoor events, turkey hunting, playing sports, beach days, mountain adventures. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. I'll say that again. Hydrates better than water alone. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and you use code MEATEATER at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code MEATEATER at liquidiv.com.
Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. These things are super cool as a gift, especially if you got mom, aunt, grandma, whoever, and you want to like keep them up to speed on what the family's up to. Okay, It's easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. Named the best digital picture frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things, Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. You can share photos to the frame instantly from anywhere, meaning you share videos, photos from any device, and they will instantly appear on the frame wherever it is in the world. There's no memory card required right now. Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code MEATEATER at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Get incredible deals on premium cuts from ButcherBox. Do you like free protein for a whole year? Well, deals this good are hard to come by at the grocery store. I, at home, well, I got two freezers, but you know what I'm saying. I like to have a freezer stocked full of stuff. I like feeling prepared, man. When I come home and it's time to make dinner, I like to go in. I got all my proteins lined up in there. Just makes me feel good about stuff. And with ButcherBox, you'll always be prepared with meat in the freezer. It means fewer trips to the grocery store. Delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always. You get a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. You'll get exclusive deals as a member, too. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash MeatEater and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free and every order for a year. So every box you get has that in it free for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash MeatEater. Make sure you use code MeatEater to choose your free for a year offer plus $20 off your first order. Question six. The topic is wildlife. This next great question comes to us via Ryan McCarty. This state's state land mammal is a whitetail. State water mammal is a dolphin. State fish is a largemouth. State waterfowl is a wood duck. And state flower is a magnolia. You need to tell me what state this is. State land mammal is a whitetail. State water mammal is a dolphin. State fish is a largemouth. State waterfowl is a wood duck. State flower is a magnolia. Max with the quickest answer. Max, do you know this one? Uh, No, but I'm putting pieces together. Okay. I think I got it. In the meantime, I'm going to try to find Brody, this quote from Southern Living Magazine. Dude, I don't care. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. When you make gumbo, mm-hmm. rice is not an ingredient. You make the rice separately from the gumbo, then you put the gumbo on it. You could eat you're, gumbo without rice. You're talking mm-hmm. like when you make spaghetti, you make the noodles separate. No, <laughs> no. you can make a mm, pot of gumbo and not put eat it, it with Max. rice. It's still gumbo. Here's the quote from the magazine. The main difference between the two is the role of the rice, which is integral Mm -hmm. in both. Gumbo is served with rice that's cooked separately, but rice goes into the jambalaya pot. 
Yeah, you just made I don't know. I'm point. kind of on, on Team Brody here. Oh, like, no, like Phil. the rice is optional in oh, gumbo. No. Like you don't like you have it on the side or you don't have it at all. Like it's not really any part of the dish. Here's, moving on. That's just my opinion. Moving on. Here's here's this question one more time. This state state land mammal is a whitetail. State water mammal is a dolphin. Hmm. State fish is a largemouth. State waterfowl is a wood duck. And state flower is a magnolia. Does everybody have an answer? Pretty sure I know a state where there's all of those, so yep. I'm put that down. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin saying Louisiana. Roman saying Florida. Tressa saying Texas. Max saying Florida. Randall saying Louisiana. Chester saying Florida. Brody saying Georgia. Nobody got it. The what? correct South answer Carolina. is Mississippi. Damn. One of the biggest hints from Dolphin? that list was the state flower being the magnolia because Mississippi is known as the magnolia state mm. and has a magnolia mm. on their flag. Some other official symbols are the state insect as a honeybee, state reptile as a gator, state shell as an oyster, and state bird as a mockingbird. Question seven. We have a couple zero percenters in this episode. <laughs> a handful. I love when you're Bad so confident and then just boom. <laughs> Bad on me. Down. Question seven. The topic is camping. What lemongrass oil is often turned into candles and burned in lanterns as a way to keep away bugs? Half the room is very confident. What lemongrass oil is often turned into candles and burned in lanterns as a way to keep away bugs? Six questions through this episode. I've not done a very good job. I'll admit hmm. it. Had the flawed Southern Living question. We have a couple zero percenters, I which think it's isn't. Fine. It's not it's fun. Don't beat yourself up too much, Spencer. But you know, you could be doing a better job. <laughs> no, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll admit this hasn't been great. Too many zero percenters. The flawed Southern Living question. We'll see how the room does with this one. I think the benchmark for a good game of trivia is who wins. And so we oh, haven't okay. gotten to that point yet, Spencer. Sure. So. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> where would it rank if, like, Tressa won, for example? Oh, that would be fabulous. The best episode. Yeah. yeah. I'd make my yeah. day. Okay. I, I loved the episode where Max won. That was a great episode. <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, in the, you can in the see his eyes twinkling oh, with pride uh, over there. He's yeah. all happy. I'm not going to win this one, though. <laughs> the mosquito question. There is the headwaters of the Mississippi question. Mm, yep. That was a great episode. Randall, yeah. what is wrong yeah. with you? You remember this every question. This is all question. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I've made that clear. Here's the question one more time. The topic is camping. What lemongrass oils often turned into candles and burned in lanterns as a way to keep away bugs? Is everybody ready? Mm. I spelt it wrong, but. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin without an answer, Roman without an answer. Then we have Tressa and oh, Max great, huh? and Randall all saying citronella. Chester, do you have an answer? Chester no. without an answer. Brody saying citronella. They got it. The correct answer is citronella. If you did want to spell it, it's C-I-T-R-O-N-E-L-L-A. Citronella oil is also common in soaps, perfumes, and lotions. It's been registered as an insect repellent in the United States since 1948. Although it does deter mosquitoes, science has shown that it's not very effective in candle form. One study from 2017 said a citronella candle's protection is no better than no protection at all. Hey, Max, can you plug your mic cable back in really quick, please? Microphone cable. It popped out. Is that why it got fuzzy yes. for a sec? Thank you. Oh. Question eight. The topic is fishing. 
What is the anatomical name for a fish's tail fin? What is the anatomical name for a fish's tail fin? Context would tell me you're not looking for tail fin. Ta tail fin would be incorrect. Okay. Looking for the other name for a tail fin should be its anatomical name. What is the anatomical name for a fish's tail Should fin? know this one, too. I named about four others. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just got to start listing them in your head and hope you come up, come up with it. Confident. The, the room is leaking confidence at this Ooh. point. No one looks sure. What was the Shelby index? A four. I'm not mm. close. This Dang. is question eight. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil. After this, what is the anatomical name for a fish's tail fin? Brody, how do you feel about your answer? Mm, man, I don't know. Not good. Got a chance. Okay. I think you're one of the only people to come up with an answer. Tressa, do you have an answer? I do, but I don't know. Okay. Randall, do you have a guess? I have some fins, but I... Don't have this one. Okay. Remember that Jimmy Buffett song, Fins? Yeah. No. It's a great song mm. about a girl getting hit on too much in a yep. bar or in a Good town. old Jimmy Buffett. Mm -hmm. He liked to angle. He loved Montana. He did. Mm -hmm. I just... Some people say that Cheeseburger in Paradise was about Paradise Valley, and then I think he set the record sh straight, I don't know, maybe like 15 years ago, and said, I think it was about being in the Caribbean... And finally finding a place that sold a burger that was beef instead of whatever mystery meat or horse sure, that they had. So. I don't think Jimmy Buffett was eating a lot of horse burgers, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was a cheeseburger in paradise when he found a beef patty somewhere now, in paradise. I spent some time in, in the Caribbean myself. And mm -hmm. Did you struggle it. to find beef patties? No, but okay. you know, maybe back in the day, horse was a thing, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Does everyone have an answer for the anatomical name for a fish's tail fin? Ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin without an answer, Roman without an answer, Tressa saying at a pose, Max saying, which one? Dorsal, pectoral, you, you get it wrong. Randall yeah. without an answer, Chester without an answer, Brody saying coddle. Brody got it. Oh the correct gosh. answer oh. was coddle. That was one of the ones I was thinking of and ruled out. Mm. <laughs> Coddle is derived from a Latin word that means, quote, near the tail. Some of the ways that coddle fins can be categorized are rounded like snakehead, forked like whitefish, truncated like salmon, or lunate like tuna. That was a great question, Spencer. The <laughs> yeah, Everyone else got question. it wrong. Phil, we have two questions left. Where does the scoreboard stand? Well, we've got Tressa, Roman, and Colin, and Chester. Um, they've all been eliminated from the game. They've got one point apiece. Max is hanging on. He's got two. And then tied up in first place are Randall and Brody mm. with four points. Wow. Tough now I'm, I'm trying to think of the name for the fin that I thought was the caudal fin. I don't know. The tail fin. Question nine. The topic is public lands. This next great question comes to us via Tyler Skaggs. What state is home to Mammoth Cave National Park and Lake Cumberland State Park? Confident Randall and Brody, what state is home to Mammoth Cave National Park 
and Lake Cumberland State Park. Tressa, Roman, and Colin have not picked up their boards. Max, do you know this one? No, I okay. do not. Brody, you know this? Yep. Randall, you know this? I do. Rest of the room, not so sure. What state is home to Mammoth Cave National Park and Lake Cumberland State Park? Chester, how do you feel about your answer? I'm trying to get my marker to work. Oh, okay. And while I'm doing that, I'm thinking. Might be time to break out the new markers. We've had a few listeners now that unsolicited have sent us markers. Every now and then we start with a new package. Uh, we've had a lot of marker complaints lately. Those uh, those skinny black markers are just not, mm. not doing the job. Okay. What state is home to Mammoth Cave National Park and Lake Cumberland State Park? Does you got enough money in your answer? budget for uh, for markers? Or did that fact checker eat up all your budget? <laughs> all of our budget. That's why our listeners have to uh, donate them to us. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Colin saying Tennessee. Roman saying California. Tressa saying Nevada. Max saying Virginia. Randall saying Kentucky. Chester saying Kentucky. Brody saying Kentucky. They got it. The correct answer is Kentucky. Mammoth Cave is the longest cave system in the world. The park is 52,000 acres with 426 miles of cave passageways. Several bodies of ancient humans have been discovered in the cave, some of which were buried there and others that died of accidents. Phil, we have one question left. Do we have Randall and Brody tied with five? That's right, and they're the only two left in the game. Question 10. The mm. topic is cooking. Name one of the two most popular wood pellet flavors, according to Bear Mountain Barbecue. Hmm. Bear Mountain <laughs> Barbecue is a pellet distributor. This is from them. They said that these are the two most popular wood pellet flavors. You need to name one of them. Very confident, Max. And Colin, Colin, do you use pellet grills a lot? I, I could ask a question, but I feel like I'd just be <laughs> hosing myself. It's not going to be some weird answer like premium signature select pellets. Yeah, I know, but okay. there's still a question I want to ask, but I can't. Okay. Oh, ask it. Colin with is a quick it answer. One what, what do you got? Wor- is it one word? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> Can you spell it? Uh-huh. Name one of the not, two most popular wood pellet flavors. I'm trying to think of the answer you're thinking of. Then. Is everybody ready? Yes. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Colin saying cherry. Roman saying oak. Tressa saying apple, Max saying hickory, Randall saying mesquite, Chester saying hickory, Brody saying hickory. Brody and Randall, one of you is right, one of you is wrong. Mm. The correct answers are apple and hickory, Mm. making Brody our winner with six correct answers. These two flavors are also the top sellers at places like Home Depot and Shields. According to Camp Chef, hickory produces a robust aroma that's perfect for red meat, white meat, and pork. And apple has a subtle fruity flavor that's ideal for white meat, pork, vegetables, and baked goods. Brody, what was your hang-up on that question? 
No, nothing. I just wanted, like, I was wondering if maybe it was some blend or something. Don't worry about it. It's stupid. <laughs> um, Hickory apple. But, you know, uh, we just finished up a book, Spencer, about okay. all this stuff. All different kinds of oh. outdoor cooking methods. Okay. Yeah. What's in your pellet grill right now? What kind of pellets do you think? I usually don't go with the heavy stuff, man. I like the mild, like, mm. apple, cherry, mm. stuff like that. When does that book come out? Next spring, I think next May. Okay. Meat or Outdoor Cookbook. Be good. So does it talk about pellet grills or is it like oh, exclusively it. on Smokers, fires? pellet grills, grills, oh. charcoal grills. Very good. All that stuff. Brody wins with six correct answers. Brody, where is the $500 donation from Meat Eater going to go? Um, there's a lot of folks out there in the elk woods right now. So let's do uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Have you been out in the elk woods yet? I was out in the grouse woods mm. near where there were some elk. But How'd that go? I haven't chased elk around yet. The grouse hunt was great. Um, but yeah, REMF's great. They 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 uh, make a lot of land acquisitions which uh, are either preserved in perpetuity; they'll never be developed. And in a lot of cases, those lands are huntable too. Not all of them, but in many cases. So. Yeah, and they benefit things besides just elk. Sure. I, I know some of the properties that have opened in my home state of South Dakota, I've hunted whitetails on. Mm -hmm. uh, they're so yep. good for everything. Yep. That's it for this episode of Meat Eater Trivia. Join us next time for more of the only game show where conservation always wins. Thanks, Spencer. Nice work, Brody. Hey, if you follow wildlife news at all, you're probably aware that the island of Maui has an incredible abundance of Axis deer, so much so that they're causing ecological damage. Well, Maui Nui venison is thinning out some of those Axis deer herds and delivering venison sticks and fresh cuts to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.